I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello and welcome to episode 57 of Wiki Shuffle. No howdy this week. No howdy. I'm See, giving it a break. Well, you're not giving the people what they want. Who asked for it? The Even, people. No, I don't think they did. The pe- I got a letter from the people. And they said, oh, you really need to say howdy. Because I said it once early on and then people said, bring it back. We loved it. No. Hang on, let me do a howdy then. Howdy! Phil, you like it? It's enthusiastic, and enthusiasm is at least half the battle. Well, I'm Jack, your enthusiastic, charismatic presenter. Joining me is my... just Chris. Hi, Chris. Hello. And Phil. Hello! Phil, you'll be guiding us through the wonderful world of Wikipedia. I will be doing that. Some random articles that we find. First off, I think we need to address the elephant in the room... Or the turtle in the room, Yes. I got my turtle. A couple of weeks ago, you gave us a story about how you were got by a chugger. Yep. Fell victim to a chugger attack. I did. And you signed up for the... WWF, I've adopted this turtle. Well, I hope it's a real turtle and not just this, like, cuddly version. It's got a bit of a grumpy face on, though. Which I don't know why, considering a face... Isn't it weird how turtles end up looking like their owners? (laughs) Yeah, it is weird. (laughs) I've got so, it. So what's his name? Joe O'Meara. Joe O'Meara, okay. So that's here so, now. So do you not know if you've actually adopted a real turtle? I have. I've got documents. I showed you the documents. Oh, yeah, you did. Mm. But what, does that have a name, the real turtle? Well, I haven't been given the option to give that a name, but I'll presume it's Joe O'Meara. The depressing part of adopting a turtle is it's going to outlive you by possibly 100 years. That's my legacy, though. Oh, okay. <laughs> Joe O'Meara is your legacy. Yeah. So, if we're the turtle still alive, people can go, who called that turtle Joe Ramirez? Find out the whole On Joe Ramirez's Wikipedia page, it'll say, also... The Wiki Shuffle Turtle. <laughs> the wiki uh, shuffle if you're turtle. looking for the Wiki Shuffle Turtle, <laughs> click here. <laughs> Bound to happen. Uh-huh. Well done for your charitable benevolence, Chris. You seem to be forgetting. I'm like giving like loads of money to charity now. I'm not forgetting. I just congratulated you. I'm a, I'm a you just said congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> Don't attack him. <laughs> I'm on your side here. Good. How I'm much, a charitable man. How much? £6.50 a month. Same as my Netflix. And as many hours of fun. Yeah, loads of it. I'm going to get loads of... Oh, better not say that. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do to that cuddly toy? Okay, Wikipedia. Let's press the random article button and see what comes up. Lisa Niles. Dr. Lisa Niles is a fictional character from the ABC soap opera General Hospital. Uh-huh. The character first appeared in November 2009, portrayed by actress Julie Mond. Mond was replaced by Brianna Brown in early 2010. The character is known for being a villain to popular characters Patrick Drake and Robin Scorpio. You can't be called Scorpio and be a, a hero. No. That's a villain's name. Come I, on. We've I all tr- seen The Simpsons. I tried to keep a straight face reading those names out. It was a bit tricky. American TV's a bit like that, though, isn't it? Recasting as well. Oh, you say it when they do that in Neighbours. 
when they recast someone. Yeah, just get rid of the character. The great thing about Patrick Drake and Robin Scorpio is that they share a Wikipedia article. Of course. <laughs> they're so entwined <laughs> in their villainous ways. No, they're the good They guys. don't exist. Oh, Dr. Niles is a Dr. villain Niles. too. Yeah. Right. I have to admit, I'm not a big fan of General Hospital. I don't imagine there's any hospital stuff that goes on. It's not like Casualty, where they do like admin and stuff. <laughs> They might. Oh. We, don't, we don't know that they don't. I'm pretty sure American soap operas, the fact that they're in the hospital Not doesn't too make focused a, on a, what, what? a fact of difference. I've never seen General Hospital, but it just seems to me that... Why would you watch it? Well, I think American soap operas in general are aimed at the key demographic of the morbidly obese, aren't they? Yeah, exactly, which is why I'm surprised I wouldn't like this. Well, I think... <laughs> Yeah, it's the, it's the same demographic as the UK, really, isn't it? It's mums. It's on during the day. So it's that, yeah, it's the doctors, people. Yeah, Escapism, trying to escape your drab, dreary, morbidly obese life. If only we could escape our drab, dreary, morbidly obese lives. Mm. What do you think we're using this podcast for? Uh, this is my... This well, you is... keep bringing it up. But, you know, <laughs> normally it is a bit of escapism, but when you keep reminding me every five minutes... <laughs> Dragging you back to ground. When you keep feeding me with bacon and cheese sausage rolls <laughs> I have from put, M&S. I have put on a spread today, haven't I? Yeah, <sighs> It's a good one. Um, it's a good spread, but you're killing me. <laughs> it's all down to you, Phil. You don't have to eat it all. Yeah, I do. Yeah, you probably... <laughs> it's M&S. You can't yeah. just leave it. So, Dr. Lisa Niles, what did you get up to in this general hospital? Because we're pretty sure we're not going to care that much about your admin responsibilities mm. and that that's not what we're going to focus on. Patient care. I bet there's little. Ongoing career development, sort no. of educational courses. Probably a lot of though. Which is the opposite of her job. Dr. Lisa Niles is first introduced as the former college girlfriend of Patrick Drake. She arrives in November 2009 seeking help with a patient from Patrick's wife, Robin Scorpio. She is soon hired onto the staff at General Hospital. She takes a brief interest in Matt Hunter, Patrick's brother. When Robin leaves town to take her daughter Emma to visit her mother in London, Patrick helps Lisa move into her new apartment. Spending time with Patrick brings back old feelings, which at first she is subtle about and continues to act friendly towards Robin. Lisa later begins dating Stephen Webber, which causes Patrick to act out in jealousy on a few occasions. I think I see where this is coming. Good old-fashioned soap opera love triangle. Um, and it seems at least it's going to be portrayed as the villain, whereas Patrick is, you know, he's fine. <laughs> he's, he, he, can, he can do whatever he wants. He's a man. He's acting out in jealousy. I don't know what that means. Just has a strop, slams a few doors, maybe throws just, a yeah. drink in somebody's face. That's pretty much the, the method employed to express emotion in these things, isn't it? Lisa has a one-night stand with Patrick while Robin is in Africa. Again, no patients saved. <laughs> the general hospital. If you're in a different continent... Fair game. Is that, is that how Apparently, works? that's that's all I've heard from some shady people. If they're in a, di- if your partner is in a different continent, it's fair game. Yeah, all rules are off. I've heard this before. Yeah. Afterwards, after their steamy one night stands, she continues to try to seduce Patrick again. Patrick and Lisa talk and Lisa agrees to back off. However, Lisa's obsession with Patrick starts to become more obvious. Patrick finds defaced pictures of herself and <laughs> believes Lisa did it. What? No, sorry. Robin, Robin finds defaced pictures of herself and believes Lisa did it. It is confusing. In August 2010, Lisa breaks into Robin and Patrick's house and steals Robin's HIV medicine. Jesus. Wait, what? I think there's a lot of story here. We so, are, we are not... <laughs> so Robin has HIV, but Lisa's been so. sleeping with Patrick, and it's not 
Well, according to the Wikipedia article, that's not been brought up. You'd think Patrick would have discussed it with Lisa before. Like, I will cheat on my wife with you, but she has HIV. I might have HIV. You might be getting it. Maybe it's a forward-looking attitude towards HIV, which is it shouldn't debilitate your life anymore. Depends on your prognosis, I guess. And the, the levels of caution that you take. And let's assume yeah. that... Mm. Let's assume there's nothing to... They're all doctors. Exactly. For sake. They're all responsible yeah. individuals. So Patrick has rubbered up. Which is good. Well done, Patrick. Um, yeah, because when you are cheating on your wife, you should rub, you should be responsible. Even if they're in the, another continent, what are the rules there? Chopped uh, away. Lisa takes Emma on an unannounced ice cream trip. Oh, we've done that. <laughs> <laughs> have we? Yeah, I'm sure we have. We've been on unannounced ice cream trips. Who's who's Emma? Just someone else who works at the hospital. Okay. I don't know. what What is the method that you'd go by to announce an ice cream trip if you were going on an announced <laughs> one? Is there like a small ad service you can take out just to notify your peers? <laughs> that scares the couple so much. I'm guessing Emma's their daughter, maybe? Yeah, that makes sense. Who knows? It scares the couple so much that Patrick confesses his affair with Lisa to Robin. Hang on. Well, Lisa takes Emma on an unannounced ice cream trip. Which scares the couple so much that perhaps... What? I think she's kind of semi-abducted their daughter. She's abducted the daughter. Yeah. Okay. And so now the husband's thought, oh, this is a bit ropey. Perhaps ought to admit that something a bit worse could be going on here. But it's all right because you're in a different continent and them's the rules. Unannounced ice cream trip. Can we go on that? Oh, it's announced now. (laughs) Shit. (laughs) Just forget it happened. (laughs) Someday, Chris, someday. Enraged, Robin leaves him. Lisa continues her efforts to prevent their reconciliation and to deface Robin's character. Trying to convince the hospital staff that Robin is the unstable one, Lisa leaps in front of Robin's car to take a fake (laughs) hit and run. (laughs) Soon after, she leaves Emma's toy rabbit in a boiling hospital Bunsen burner for Robin to see. Whoa. That's not what the equipment's for. Yeah, Robin is the unstable one. Mm-hmm. And it's rather derivative as well. If you're going to actually be a bunny burner, yeah. <laughs> then that's that's a bit too on the nose, isn't it? Mm. A little bit. Perceiving this message as a threat to her child, Robin punches Lisa at the hospital. Ooh, right in the hospital! <laughs> <laughs> right, let's, let's have a little prediction. Okay. What What's going to happen? I think that Robin is going to die. I think she'll be, she'll be killed. No, wait, which, who's, who's who? Who's the unstable one? Lisa. Lisa's going to be killed, but no one's going to kill her. It's just going to be kind of a freak accident. She'll be arguing with Patrick on a balcony, be quite a torrid argument, and Lisa's going to sort of step back and fall off the balcony and die, and then problem solved. Or problem elongated, which is what you really... You don't really want any problem to ever be solved in a soap opera. You just want it to be elongated and made different. So the cuts... Soup opera, yeah. (laughs) I think she's good. I think Lisa is going to do the equivalent of what they do in EastEnders, where she goes to Manchester, and then you see her in a couple of years. She'll just, like, leave in a taxi. Uh, with the or, potential actually, for reintroduction. you know, this is a bit like um, Cindy on EastEnders, because she stole Ian Beale's kids, and then she went to Manchester, and she was in Coronation Street for a bit. Although still separated, Robin and Patrick concoct a scheme to make their breakup seem even more volatile, in hopes that this will lower Lisa's guard, and Patrick will be able to coax a confession out of her. Ooh... Trixie. Soon Lisa secretly catches on. She replaces Robin's HIV medication with tranquilizers. <laughs> it's handy being a doctor. It is. You can get access to all of the drugs. Yeah, if you're going to be treacherous, a bit of doctoring skills aren't going to do you wrong, are they? She replaces Robin's HIV medication with tranquilizers, then takes her to an isolated cabin after she passes out. Robin attempts to flee the cabin in her drugged state, but winds up falling down an old well <laughs> outside. <laughs> 
Perfect. I mean, this is great. It's, a, it's practically a balcony. The Last Neighbours episode that I watched, maybe a couple of years ago now, Harold came back, so I'll tune in for a bit, Harold. Um, and two people actually fell down a well as well. Like, <laughs> didn't, didn't Harold get lost at sea? And yeah, lost his memory. <laughs> for a good few years, yeah. Um, but then he came back and he was in the Salvation Army and he had forgotten everything. But then he fell in love with Madge again and it was beautiful. And then Madge died. Uh. <sighs> but last time he came back, he was driving a van for some reason and crashed it into uh, the first Erinsborough annual festival <laughs> it was great and then two people fell down the well are we worried that there isn't enough convoluted <laughs> plot going on in this Wikipedia article that we need to inject more <laughs> from external sources because hmm. that seems like overkill to me really there's plenty to be getting on with that's just that's why I like Neighbours because you've got all that stuff but then at the same time you add Susan entering the, the uh, cake baking competition at the local pub <laughs> so you have like there's jeopardy and then there's just cake whereas okay. this this just seems like all jeopardy yeah Neighbours is more like real life definitely <laughs> definitely Marlene Kratz went on a cruise 20 years ago and she still hasn't returned and no one's ever mentioned her again she was going on a three month cruise <laughs> that was it see you later Marlene anyway General Hospital go on so where were we Robin has fallen down a well mm-hmm. Mac interrogates Lisa I don't know who Mac is but when nothing incriminating is found, Mac directs his suspicion towards Patrick and arrests him. Ah, oh, he's like the cop then. After he's released, Patrick tracks down Robin and rescues her. Well done. <laughs> Immediately after, Lisa confronts them and threatens suicide with a handgun. Patrick stops her and she is sent to a mental institution. However, she is released soon after, having passed psychiatric evaluations. Oh, finally. <laughs> Kidnapping, you can just, like, yeah. pass the test. You're going to stop that now, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah I will stop. Yeah, you've said that that inkblot looks like a butterfly and not the dismembered corpse of your own parents, so therefore you're fine. Done. Off you go. Lisa resumes her efforts to get Patrick to sleep with her again. Oh, Lisa. Meanwhile, she saves Robin and Emma from a fire, and Robin claims Lisa set the fire in the first place. Devious. <laughs> Swings and roundabouts, isn't it? While Robin is recovering, Lisa files a petition to have her fired from the hospital. However, while attempting to inject sodium pentanol into Robin's IV bag, Maxie catches her. Who's Maxie? <laughs> so many characters, it's good. Lisa runs out of the room and gives Johnny Zachara the syringe. All right. Johnny Zachara. Come on. He's got the syringe now, though. When the cops arrive, they find no proof, but Steve puts her on probation. Soon, Johnny begins blackmailing Lisa with the syringe to get private medical attention. They eventually start a sexual relationship, but Lisa keeps her eyes on Patrick. She is keen. Mm. Never happy, is she? She's keen on Patrick. Mm. Eventually, Johnny sets up a treasure hunt, leaving several (laughs) clues for Lisa and Robin to find the syringe. That's not a treasure hunt! (laughs) It's Easter morning, kids, get excited. (laughs) Robin finds it first and Lisa is close behind her. They both rush to the hospital at the same time that Jake Spencer is hit by a car and dies. (laughs) In the aftermath, Robin is faced with a sense of what is important and reconciles with Patrick while forgetting about the syringe. (laughs) Lisa takes advantage of Robin's distraction to steal the syringe and dispose of it. In March 2011, Lisa begins another revenge plot. She befriends Christina Davis, Emma's new babysitter, and gives her hydrocodone pills, which she passes off as herbal supplements. 
While Christina is passed out babysitting, Lisa bugs the house, steals Patrick's credit card to make romantic purchases <laughs> with, <laughs> and takes pictures of their basement while researching home gas leaks. Oh, I can see where this is going. Thankfully, Ethan Lovett recognises Christina's pills as hydrocodone and informs Johnny, who warns Patrick. Lisa seemingly causes a gas leak and locks Robin in the basement, planning to frame Patrick for the murder. Lisa... <laughs> Lisa goes to check Robin's body only to find her alive. When Mac and Patrick arrive, Mac arrests Lisa for attempted murder and it is revealed that Robin and Patrick were onto the plan and staged the setup. Patrick turned off the gas from outside while Robin recorded all of Lisa's threats and confessions on her cell phone. They've got her. At the police station, Lisa begs Johnny for help, but he refuses. In May, Patrick visits Lisa in Shadybrook. Why? <laughs> Where, although, if you're naming a, a, a prison, <laughs> call it Shady Brook, definitely, by all means, you'll have my full approval. Where she gets under his skin by declaring he will never be truly happy with Robin. Don't go and visit her. You could have avoided that whole situation. <laughs> and you would. Yeah. I, I would think, you know what? Stay, keep her in Shady Brook. I'll never see her again. It's done. She's tried to kill me multiple times. When she's not trying to kill my wife, she's trying to frame me for the murder. Yeah. Best left alone. Subsequently, Lisa escapes from Shady Brook whilst in the midst of being moved to another facility. Oh, for fuck's sake. I can't take any more of this. Well, you've got to because there's loads left. <sighs> Lisa begs Johnny for help, and although he eventually agrees, his father, Anthony Zachara, secretly convinces Lisa to continue with her revenge plans. Why? Offering to help. In June, Lisa invades General Hospital with a loaded gun, takes Robin, Maxie, Patrick and Steve hostage. Subtlety's gone. <laughs> What's Steve done? Collateral damage. It's a consequence of, of love crimes. The people who had her in that mental institution, they should definitely be fired because they let her out. She proceeds, so she's got these hostages. Yeah. She proceeds to put them through a mock trial, outlining their poor treatment <laughs> of her. This is like a Batman villain. Oh, they're mentally ill. They're so funny, aren't they? <laughs> Aren't they weird? Yeah. <laughs> Damien Spinelli breaks into the conference room right before she tries to shoot Maxie. When Maxie continues to backtalk to her, Lisa pulls the trigger, but Spinelli jumps in and takes the bullet. Oh, Spinelli. Spinelli. <laughs> Lisa refuses to allow the doctors to aid Spinelli as she continues the mock trial. Jason and Dante finally override the lockdown and seemingly knock Lisa unconscious. As everyone scrambles to rush Spinelli to an operating room, finally some doctoring is going on. <laughs> At long last, somebody's actually being a medical professional. As everyone scrambles to rush Spinelli to an operating room, Lisa recovers and holds a syringe full of drain cleaner to Robin's throat. Jesus. That's, that's poor operating theatre prep if you've got a syringe of drain cleaner lying around. <laughs> yeah, she washed her hands beforehand, though. Oh, that's all right, then. Patrick attempts to talk Lisa down and then grabs her. In the ensuing struggle, Lisa accidentally sticks herself with the syringe and slips into a coma, with the there doctors uncertain if she'll ever come out of it. It wouldn't, wouldn't have been an American soap opera without a mention of a coma. We were due a coma, definitely. Yeah. Oh, Long yeah. overdue years, a coma. Yeah. She hasn't had a memory loss yet, though. Not no. yet. Yeah, I say yet. <laughs> I said Lisa would be killed in an accident. No one would actually do it. But she yep. would be killed in... Oh, got it. Thank you. Well, yeah. she's in the coma, so she might mm. come back. She, she's going to come back, isn't she? Of course she is. That's what happens. In September, Anthony is seen with a woman who is lying in a hospital bed. And next to her on the table is a patient's folder with the name Lisa Niles and an ID number on it. On September 23rd, Lisa is seen opening her eyes and awakening from her comatose state. In early to mid-October, Lisa stabs Anthony with a oh. nail. <laughs> <laughs> she's like <she's> nothing. <laughs> Knocks out an unnamed nurse and then injects Johnny with an unknown substance. 
Chloroforms Elizabeth and also threw her overboard. We're on a boat boat now. (laughs) We're on a boat. Boat hospital? I'll just go with it. I imagine this is how you do it with American soaps. Just go with it. You've got to. Yeah. So we're on a boat now. Elizabeth, Patrick and Robin have been chloroformed as well. She's going overboard, isn't she? In the end, Lisa. That's that's as close to balcony as to give you points. If that's what happens, you get points. Yes, come on. Lisa tries to inject Robin's blood into Patrick... But Robin gets loose and stops her. Later, Lisa and Robin fight again on the deck. Lisa pushes Robin into some stairs where she loses consciousness. Robin wakes up and Lisa has disappeared. She is a typical mega-villain in that she could have killed Robin and Patrick dozens of times She's a Batman villain. The whole thing is Batman. I'm going to kill you, but first we're going to hold a mock trial so that you feel (laughs) really bad about what you've done. So Batman can show up, who in this case was Damien Spinelli. (laughs) (laughs) Days later, Lisa's body was found floating in the harbour by Yay! Carly and Sean. Dead. Wow, that's... What a plot. One hell of a tale. Initially, the character was not received well by fans of the series, as she was seen as a threat to fan-favourite couple Patrick Drake and Robin Scorpio. Well, yeah. That's kind of the point. <laughs> yeah. Kind of the point. What, what do those fans want? Do they want to just see, for five-hour-long episodes a week, just Patrick Drake and Robin Scorpio just having a hug? Just having a hug, doing work, going yeah. home, making yeah. dinner. I'd watch that. Yeah, that's that's what the fans want. What's, what's going on, Damien Spinelli, Hospital Cop? Nothing. It's just business as normal. Brilliant. <laughs> Tune in next time. <laughs> the story was subject to some controversy in October 2011 when Lisa attempted to inject Patrick with Robin's blood, thus injecting him with the HIV virus, which Robin had lived with for years. Several critics found it tasteless of the series to use HIV as a weapon. Mm. Although guns and knives and poison, <laughs> absolutely fine. <laughs> yeah. And they thought it was contradictory of the positive portrayal of Robin living a healthy life with the virus for several years. Shoots, pearl shoots. One of them. Literally translates as the field of wonders. Mm. Ooh, I'd like to go to the field of wonders. And it references Alexei Tolstoy's story, The Golden Key. This is all very high art literature, mm. isn't it? Is Tolstoy's it The Golden Key about? Um, do you remember those kids' books with Biff, Chip, and the other one where they had a key? And oh they used yeah. To go, and they had a dog called yeah. Kipper. And, Kip, to... and Kip had a spin-off series as well. Yeah, is, that, is, that, is that Tolstoy This is film? lost on film. <laughs> I've no idea what you're talking about, you crazy millennials. <laughs> I think it's Tolstoy. I don't. It doesn't sound like Tolstoy, but no, this is this is high art that we're talking about mm. here. Probably yeah. some some great poetry, something like that. Um, oh wait, no, it isn't. It's the Russian adaptation of the US game show Wheel of Fortune. Oh uh, right, okay. Oh, Field of Wonders. So, Wheel of Fortune, you spin a wheel, presumably Field of Wonders, you spin a field. Mm. Doesn't Same. sound in as practical. <laughs> in a dream sequence. Like it. <laughs> it's hosted by Leonid Yakubovich and Rima Agofashina. Current rating of the show suggests it is intended for ages 16... Oh, what? <laughs> Current rating of the show suggests it is intended for ages 16 and above. So a bit of racy stuff on there. Yeah. Ah. It's a Field of Wonders. Ah. Wait, there's a picture, presumably the set, Whoa. and there's confetti falling from the ground, and there's a big wheel, which is presumably the wheel of fortune that they spin, and laid out in the middle of the wheel, like a massive, great, what's what are those spinning? Uh, uh, smorgasbord. I was going to say, uh, lazy Susan. Lazy Susan. Like a lazy Susan or a smorgasbord. 
uh, and on that uh, wicker baskets full of food. Not very exciting food, just kind of raw vegetables and fruit. <laughs> it looks like the harvest festival. That's, that's, <laughs> that's what they go for in Russia. I like a really good like wedding. There's like a choir in the background. It's mental. The host appears to be an octogenarian grey man, <laughs> mustachioed. How can they get all this and we get John Leslie? The other, <laughs> the other contestants appear to be in military uniform. Is that how other people interpret in, in that picture? Yeah. There is so much going on in this picture. None of it looks like Wheel of Fortune. No, <laughs> you can see the wheel. No one cares bit. about the wheel, though. Uh, no, There's nobody cares about the wheel. They all congratulate each other, being in the field of wonders. Three contestants at a time compete by spinning a drum to determine a value or event, and then by guessing letters concealed in a puzzle to earn points. Okay, Wheel of Fortune. Hmm? Sounds... Unlike the US version, all of the puzzles in a show revolve around a specific theme, and the puzzle is an answer to a question given beforehand as an additional clue. That's stupid. It's not that far removed from the American one. It's just making it easier. If a player manages to guess three different letters in a streak and during one turn, they can earn a permanent cash bonus by picking one of two boxes presented to the player. Special spaces on the wheel include prize. A player who lands on this space can either take 2,000 points or take a secret prize as a buyout to leave the game. So just just for me to get my head around this, what we're doing right now is we're reading out the rules to Wheel of Fortune. Yeah. The, the Russian Wheel of Fortune. Polshoots. It doesn't seem that different. No. Well, I'm explaining where it's different. Okay. Look, you can buy out, you can take the prize, but you don't know what the prize is going to be. It's in a black box. If a player is to take... Take the box. It may be a car. It may be some booby prize. Sometimes it can be a vegetable. Sometimes. Which, I don't know how much of a booby prize that is in Russia. I've seen I've seen their food cues in 1983. <laughs> in my head, it's still like that. So. Yeah. We don't have any Russian listeners, do we? Yeah. Do we? No. Or, player can take some money, Allah, let's make a deal. The use of Allah there is quite beautiful. <laughs> What's let's make a deal? I imagine that, it's deal or no deal. Is that deal or no deal? No, it's not. No? What's let's make a deal? That's an American game show as well. Do you want to run us through the rules in intricate detail? <laughs> it was in, originated in the US in 1963. Um, I think this might be... What was the one that Des O'Connor did with the boxes? Was it just called Pick a Box? <laughs> you, <laughs> you made that up. No, I didn't. What Des O'Connor's Pick a Box. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Melanie Sykes is there. Mel Sykes Which was one? There. Which one do you want? I want that one. You no, there, that was, one. there was boxes and you had to get a key and Des O'Connor was like, do you want to open a box? And they were like, yeah, let's open this one and then in the box would be a prize. That's that's a game show you made up. No, no, <laughs> shut up. No. Des O'Connor's Pick a Box. It's not, it wasn't called Pick a Box, it was called like... Box it's not even fun to Des watch. <laughs> Oh, shut up. How do you not remember this? So Chris, get... you're like the king of daytime TV. So, why no, I'm not? It wasn't called Pick a Box, but it was... Take um, your pick. Take your pick of Des O'Connor's boxes. Yeah. And Melanie Sykes is there. <laughs> While Melanie Sykes watches. <laughs> Presents the box. If Melanie Sykes is watching, I'll do anything with Des O'Connor's box. <laughs> Lude. <laughs> 
If the drum lands on a plus symbol, it allows a player to choose a letter position and reveal what letter is behind it <laughs> and all other instances of it in the puzzle. Chance allows a player to phone a random viewer for help on the puzzle. Random Ooh. viewer? Random, yeah, <laughs> random <laughs> viewer. Sitting at home, not even watching <laughs> Paul shoot. Yeah. Someone rings up and goes, I need, yeah. room. I need help. You're just <laughs> sitting around in Vladivostok, I know, <laughs> preparing your borscht for the day's activities. Maybe, what else do they do in Russia? Uh, drink vodka. Drinking vodka, definitely. And murder Ukrainians. <laughs> Murdering a Ukrainian, drinking vodka, probably doing something to some Chechens as well. Yeah, fuck them. <laughs> All of them. <laughs> yeah. Finns, Engaging... Latvians, Estonians, Ukrainians, fuck them, Georgians. Yeah. Let's get them all. Has this got a little bit Eurovision political for you? Well... Because it's nearly the season, isn't it? It is the season. It's the season to be jolly. By this time next week, we'll know all of the 40 songs. Okay. And we've been, me and Chris listened to some on the way over. Yeah. And there was one Ukrainian song called 1944, which is about uh, the Russians murdering the Tatar people. And the lyrics are very um, on the nose. There's, <laughs> I think it starts, they come, they come to your house. Yeah, they come to your they house. They kill everyone and then they deny it. That's the first That's, lyric. Yeah. And then it gets quite jumpy in the middle and you think, this is building up something. And then it, right in the middle of it, the singer just goes, and everybody dies. Well, and this is my third favourite this year so far. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really good song. But yeah, this is... Um, That's the same I might have the most amazing weekend of my life because on the, th- the 13th of May, 14th, is Eurovision on the Saturday night. So already one of the best weekends of the year, if not the best. And on the 15th of May, Leicester might win the uh, Premier League. That'll be a good weekend. I'm going to get wrecked. You're such a weird human being. There's not many people for whom those two factors will cross over as a, <laughs> as a source of excitement. I'm special. Well, yeah. Undeniably yeah. true. Mm-hmm. I, can't, I can't question that statement. That's coming from me. I've got a turtle. <laughs> You're a 28-year-old man with a toy turtle. Yeah. You're carrying a toy turtle around. Yeah. Joe O'Meara, call her by her name. Good point. Don't insult her. Anyway, Wheel of Fortune in Russia. <laughs> yeah, if you don't mind, I was explaining all the real rules to Russian Wheel of Fortune in case you should ever end up on that show. Bankrupt makes you bankrupt. Zero loses your turn. And X2 doubles the player's score. Ah. Right. A player may attempt to solve the puzzle during his or her turn, either before spinning the wheel or while may call a letter. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Yeah. If player correctly solves the puzzle at the time while he could call a letter, he or she receives the highest point value on the wheel for each instance of the unrevealed letter. I'm out. I used to know the rules to Wheel of Fortune, but now I don't. I'm done. I'm not it's... playing this game. They've made it too complicated it's for too you. too complicated for me. Can I explain it to you in a slightly less wordy manner? It's like Hangman. I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> but Chris, what they are Chris describing here... Is simple, like, deal or no deal. Pick Chris loves because <laughs> there's a Connor and Melanie Sykes pick a box. I mean, for box, that. deal or no deal, because Chris just sits in front of his TV and chants blue, blue, blue whenever they're about to open a box and you get really yeah. into it. It's nice. Yeah. You need something simple like that to keep you yeah, engaged. Yeah, this is too much for me. Yeah. Each one of the first three rounds uses a fresh set of three players and players removed from the game if they solve the puzzle removed. incorrectly. Probably sent off to a gulag. <laughs> <laughs> uh, racism. <laughs> 
or if they accept a prize. If one player remains in a round, the player does not automatically advance to the final, but is allowed up to three additional turns to attempt to solve the puzzle. Final round is played by the winners of the three preceding rounds using the same rules. The winner of the final becomes the winner of the show and can then use points earned to buy prizes. And people said that Serial was the best podcast. <laughs> people said the level of journalism in that was outstanding, but uh, we have got them pegged. Yeah, they hadn't realised for the level of depth that we would go in. We're putting a mirror up to society is what we're effectively yeah. doing here. Uh, I think we should be applauded for it. I'm still trying to work it out. Right, so there's a big hangman board up in front of the big wheel. Yeah. You spin the wheel. Yeah. If you land on most places, so you'll, there'll be numbers on the wheel. I can't believe it requires this much explanation. You'll then choose a letter, and if it comes up like in Hangman, then you get the points, and you might get double points, or you might get a bonus because you've spun the wheel as well. But how can I do it wrong and get removed? I don't want to be removed when I'm playing. Well, don't get it wrong then. No. <laughs> Whoever has the lowest score at the end of the round is removed from the game. Or you could have won another prize, which is you saying, I'm buying out with my... But another turnip. prize can be a vegetable. It can. That's the gamble that you take. I don't want to play. It's unlikely that you're going to be asked on because this is all happening in Russian as well, which right. might make it more tricky for you. So I say it's just Hangman. <laughs> it's Hangman in a language you're not familiar with, with an alphabet that you don't know what the words mean. That's a good point. The Russian alphabet. It's just like ours, only the symbols are different. Exactly. Yeah, but... They're Russian. But they're Russian. Yeah, but it's going to look awesome on the, the turny blocks. You know the turny blocks the that they have. Yeah, it'll look awesome. It'll look awesome. But it won't be very easy for you to play along with at home. No. If I get the phone call, I'm doomed. <laughs> Probably. Does that mean all Russian people are just like constantly aware that they can get a phone call at any time? It's sort of like the UK when um, women live in constant fear Sounds that John like Leslie's going to ring them. Yeah. <laughs> Unlike the American version of the show, the Russian version places greater emphasis on the host interviewing and socialising with the contestants than figuring out the puzzle. How does he have time? Does this like go on for hours? Probably. Yeah, like this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> okay. On the American show, the wheel spins fast and letters are guessed in a rapid-fire progression, whereas on the Russian show, the wheel is designed to spin very slowly so that the host can have a lengthy conversation <laughs> with the contestant. Jay. An early tradition dating back to the first episodes of Pole Shoots involved the contestants bringing in gifts for the host. That's the opposite of a game show. But that notion of bribery and corruption sits very neatly with what I anticipate from any level of Russian activity. Yeah. So, for example, a contestant that works at a factory would bring in that factory's most famous product, or a contestant from a faraway town would bring in some culturally significant item to represent where they live. Probably a turnip. <laughs> Again, racist. Very racist. Stop it. Eventually, the show's production company established a museum near the studio where these gifts are now placed for public display. Jesus. We have That's... Harry Potter studios here. <laughs> <laughs> There's something quite adorable about that, actually. I really like that. As disparaging as I'm being, it does seem nice, doesn't it? It's, I wouldn't say it's museum-worthy. You don't but know then we have it's... a pencil museum. We don't personally. <laughs> <laughs> if I had to pick one, if I had to pick one game show that I would go on, Catchphrase. It's easy money. It's great, isn't it? I'd do that. Catchphrase will be a good Does it still one. exist? Not anymore. It's gone now. No, it does. Does it's it? Back. Yeah, it's, it's back kind of on thing with the, the presenter who's on ITV who has no charisma whatsoever. Oh, the magician. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the least charismatic magician of all time. Mr. Chips. Boo. 
It's the sound that makes. Shall we try? Shall we apply to be on Catchphrase? I can do that. Right. Okay. We're going to get an application form for Catchphrase. Phil, for should you. we go on pointless? Yes. You asked me to go on pointless. Yeah, but you're not smart enough. No, Phil, do you want to go on pointless? The problem with going on pointless is that it's actually quite hard, and the danger of looking like a bit of an idiot is quite real. Yeah. But do, do you know... would they let us? Would they let us plug the podcast on there? No. No. Well then, what's the point? Phil, what happened to the Spotify playlist that we promised people? Well, you didn't do it. I did do it. I, and I did do it. You fell short at the final hurdle of actually publishing it. I put all mine on. Yeah, all my tracks are there, ready to go. So by Tuesday, we'll Wait. have that up. And it's going to be in the episode description. Yes. Yeah? Yep. yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's what the public wants and need. Okay. Because they're out there right now. They don't know what to listen to musically. They've been mm. promised some bangers from us. Mm. They've put on hold looking for anything else because they trust our opinion more than they trust themselves. I'm certain that's true. I have had a little look at Chris's um, bangers. <laughs> All bangers? <laughs> Chris's bangers may or may not include Little Mix. Yeah. Nothing and wrong with that. Paul the Selling and Ovi, which is Romania's 2010 entry to the Eurovision Song Contest. It's a really good song, right? Because there's a bit where there's a see-through piano and it's like a dual piano. So she's on one side and he's on the other and they're like having a fight. And there's but fire and cat there's suits. There's fire and cat suits. It's it was good. It is a banger. It is, yeah. So it deserves to be it. on there. You'd love it, Phil. Sounds like they've done the work. They definitely did. Well, it's 2016 now, and I've loved it since 2010. Instead of my top five. It's <laughs> <laughs> the test of time. So, well, Phil, what have we got coming up on Friday? On Friday, we've got a new bonus guest episode with a special bonus guest who is in the room with us now. Hello, Phil. <laughs> Hello. Did you say who it is? No. Ah, no, we've got to say who it is. Okay, go on then. Owen, Owen Hughes, friend of the podcast from the Fail Critics uh, website and podcast, who has very graciously had us on as guests on their podcast on multiple occasions, which we all very much enjoy doing. And he's returning the favour by coming out and um, doing some wiki shuffling with us. So on Friday, there will be a bonus episode with Owen and he's picked some articles for us to talk about. Yeah, hopefully quite interesting articles, but I'm, I don't know how I can compete with your last guest. I listened to, um, to that episode and I was like, oh my God, I've got to make notes, I've got to prepare, I've got to have a dossier of different things she, to bring up. She wasn't that good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about Brad Pitt, was that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right, so, he's listened, that's good. <laughs> One point. So that'll be Friday. In between now and then, so you've got three more days to fill, why not send us a postcard to WikiShuffleHQ, 1B Headlands, Kettering NN157ER. Stop trying to make postcards happen. It's going, Postcards are on their way back. Trust me on this. They're flooding in. They're not flooding they in. They are flooding in. Phil couldn't open the door this morning. There were so many. Just single-handedly <laughs> keeping Royal Mail going. Yeah. That's right. It was really difficult for you to get through the door because of all the postcards. I was, I was clambering over them, <laughs> sliding down like a landslide into the, the headquarters. Yeah, yeah. don't put the postcards down. It's a good idea. We're going to make it work. Follow us on Instagram, Wikishuffle, or Tumblr, Wikishuffle, or Facebook, Wikishuffle. And there you will get our daily shuffle, uh, which is a little random article press with an accompanying picture. And they're quite good fun. Are they? Do people like the with daily shuffles? They seem to, yeah. Mm. yeah. I mean, I like you them. make them, yeah. so 
you know, you can't really say that they're quite good fun, but <laughs> I, I would probably say that. I like them. They're, they're I funny. Like them. Yeah. yeah. Well done, Phil. Aww. Well done. I good think job. that's all he wanted. Well done. <laughs> yeah. so that, that is exactly what I wanted. <laughs> Thank you. That's it. I haven't got any other news this week. Okay. Bye. 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 Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> <laughs> 